thank you for tuning into another episode on the A's and D's podcast. Um, today's episode, we are going to discuss, um, you know, Ugandan clans. Um, we briefly spoke about, you know, the clans uh, system in Uganda in our first episode, but, you know, by popular demand, <laughs> we are going to go a little bit more in depth and um, hopefully teach you a thing or two about you know this clan system and how it works why it's there and um if there are any taboos centered around it so yeah let's dive in to understand clans we have to start off by speaking about tribes um so there are quite a few tribes in uganda and to kind of collectively understand what that's about we have to go back to the ethnic group that is the Bantu people, um, who basically migrated from Cameroon and made their way to Uganda in like the year 1000 to 1500 AD. So they basically made this huge movement over to find land that was like ripe for cultivation. And um, yeah, that's when they settled into Uganda. And um, those Bantu people basically had different areas that they located in, and these are the tribes that make up Uganda. Um, so the Bantu people speak um, languages that all, are all quite closely related, um, and the root word is Ntu, which means people. So that's the Bantu part of that. Um, and the Bantu tribes in Uganda, um, there's about six or seven of them, and the one that we are more closely related to is the Baganda tribe. So we're all of the Baganda tribe. And within that tribe, there are clans. And that's what we're going to be explaining to you today. Do the other tribes have clans as well? No, actually, not necessarily. They, they do not. So the it's, clans it's very unique to the Baganda culture because they are actually the largest tribe in Uganda. And the reason that actually the whole thing about the Baganda tribe is that the way they are made up and why they're so big is because of the clan system that they had to build up over years and years. Um, Do you think that that's why they have clans to separate it because it's so big? No, I think the clans are the reason it's big. Does that make sense? I don't know. So the, they're culturally... I think the clans are there to... I think identify who is a Buganda and who isn't. Yeah, essentially. So, like another tribe, like you said, don't have clans. So if you cannot put yourself as being of a certain clan, you'll then be questioned as to whether you're a true, you're a person from the Buganda tribe. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. But actually, what's interesting is that they they had to grow. The Buganda tribe had to grow. So what they did is they find people in certain areas of Uganda, and they'd be like, "Look, you can keep your culture." You can keep everything, your beliefs, just join the Buganda tribe. And this is your clan, because you're from this area. Well, so it, it's all structured around the clan system. The reason the Buganda tribe even exists is mm -hmm. because they went round Uganda and they picked different people out who were in selected areas and created clans. So, not so the whole structure is based on the clan system. So, so not everyone from the Buganda tribe has the same uh, like culture. Is that what you're saying? As in, not everyone, because if they're picking people from different parts... Yeah, from different areas, but they're now united by being Baganda people. And therefore, what? 
I think it means that they call it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. No, I think the culture is, the cultures are different. I get what you're saying, Daphne. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are. So yeah, no, the Buganda culture isn't one thing. It's split up into the tribe, into the clans. Right? Clans. But that's and how they grew. That's why they're you, the biggest tribe in a, Uganda. Can you give me an example of uh, different cultures of people within the same tribe? Give me an example of a different practice, should I say, of someone who's from our tribe. However, they do not do the same things as us. Like they have different... Um, they don't well, have different practices. Well... And Miss Nalukeng is saying that. Um, I'm saying that the reason the Buganda tribe is the biggest is because they were taking they from were, different. They, they just like they were growing like anything, like um, almost like taking over people, but being like, look, you're in the Buganda tribe. However, now. you can keep your yeah, like keep your ideas, and you are kind of this clan now. Yes. Um, so the whole Buganda tribe is structured on clans. Yeah, but she gets that. But the the point, the, what she's asking is. If those people were separated and they had their own practices, what's an example of two people in the Buganda tribe that may not have the same cultural practices? So, like, for example, like, a mamba might not eat fish or something. Oh. There's differences in the things. That's what she was asking. I what, have, what's an example? I don't actually have this example. I, I mean, was, they, they became united, but I'm just trying to explain, like, literally where it all began. Just I, I, like, obviously, they, they found unity at some point. Just touching up on Miss Nelkenge's point. Let's not forget, this was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So as time goes on, things do change, and people sort of, like, unite, as Miss um, Nelkenge said, and they, becoming, they become one. Mm. So whatever practices they may have had at the time, mm. when they were collected, would not be the same today because yeah, obviously exactly. people have transformed yeah and people have sort of also conformed to other practices as well type of thing so it might be difficult for her to point as to yeah. a specific example because everybody's just sort of it's sort of turned into just one unity now just the buganda mm-hmm. okay clarified <laughs> <laughs> um just to add on to what miss nalukenge has already mentioned and um, that clan a clan represents a group of people who will trace their lineage um, to like a common ancestor in the past. Um, also, clans essentially form um, a large extended family, and you know, all members of a specific clan uh, will refer to each other as brothers uh, and sisters, regardless of um, regardless of actual like blood ties. So. In summary, we don't need ancestry.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank We've you. We've got yeah, a system already. Yeah, sorted. Sorted. Yeah, yeah. It's we, a really, it's a really we, smart system if you, if you, if you deep it. Um, I think it's a, it's a good system in terms of like if you're trying to trace back to where sort of like your family started. Like, um, it's, it sort of gives you that guide that okay, so. We are all from this member clan. Uh, you know that people within that clan may know have some information mm. in terms of um, where your family sort of started. They may know your grandparents type of thing. Because um, when it comes to Ugandan people being in, in a certain clan, like we tend to know each other. Yeah, or we can identify each other, especially through names. Yeah. That's a big identifier yeah. of what clan you're from. Like there's literally a pool of names for each different clan. And even if I meet a random Ugandan, if they have the name Nalukenge, they're basically like my my sister, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's that's the very unique thing about the yeah. clan system. I don't know if we've ever explained before that we all have different surnames to our parents. 
and that it links back to that. Um, which is quite like troubling in the UK because I just can't understand it. Like you can't get into schools and stuff like that. Mm. But I think it is such a unique way to like trace your lineage. Yes, um, I do. You're right. But even though we have different surnames, we still belong to the same clan. Um, and clans, you would usually um, children will usually take their um, father's clan. So you would never take your mom's clan. Um, so, for example, uh, see the A's have different surnames from us, and they belong from a, uh, they belong to a different clan because of their dad. Um, whereas us, the D's, um, we belong to the same clan um, as their mum, and that's because obviously our dad is then related to their mum. Um, but again, you wouldn't. The, it's never in the history. I think of Buganda, it's never happened where somebody takes over their wife's clan or um you know your grandmother or your mom's mom's clan um i think what i love about the clan system is that you belong to a collective so the fact that yeah. there's this pool of names that it's like it doesn't it's not about your father it's not it, it's like you belong to this greater bigger collective community and it's like the community has all these names for you and you can pick one of them um i love that whole concept I it's not it's not like a patrilineal um, naming process like the western side is it's like if your dad's called smith then you are smith um that kind of narrows down the family you have but the clan system allows you to have this huge family yeah never ending even if you've never met them they're your family yeah i also think it's weird that marriage should shape your identity like marriage should be linked to your name like at birth mm. i find that a bit troubling yeah. also clan like with clans um you know, being that they're formed of like like extended family units and stuff. Um, when it comes to success uh, of like uh, single singular individual in a specific clan, and um, this success is actually considered to be a success for the entire clan, rather than an, an individual, which I think is kind of selfish but also great because it celebrates everyone. Yeah, yeah. I'll take yeah. the wins. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a little bit of history um, when it comes to the clans. Um, uh, there is a sort of hierarchical structure whereby you've got the clan leader who's um, referred to as Owakasolia. Owakasolia? Yes, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. And then after that, you've got subdivisions. Um, you've got another person that's referred to Siga and then Muntuva and Louis. Sorry, guys, I'm literally pronouncing these, na these names quite wrong. But at the very bottom of that sort of um, structure, you've got um, the individual family units, which are referred to in Jew. Um, so each sort of each sort of member within the clan is sort of um, placed within one of those structures. And obviously, um, when you meet another Ugandan and they don't know their clan, some people do ref do sort of see it as a suspect. Do see it as sort of like. Um, they see you as a suspect in terms of um, the question whether you actually you like from you were actually Baganda because as Bagandas we should all belong within a certain clan and obviously if you don't know your clan then are you actually truly a Baganda? Very true. Yeah. I don't know if we've said this, but there are officially I don't know if this has changed um, recently, but as I know it, there's officially fifty two clans. Yeah. Um, which is a lot of clans, and. They all have numerous different names. I um, thought there was only 46 clans. 
I think the other ones are not really recognized by the government just yet, but they are still within. I guess people do still know that know of them. Mm. Yeah. Didn't know that. I just like I'm just thinking about the sheer amount of names. Uh. <laughs> That's why it's so difficult to distinguish if someone's Ugandan or Buganda, because my lord, it's a lot. It is a lot, and the way to identify it's not to identify a clan. So <laughs> to understand the clan, you have to kind of separate. Because when we speak of clans and like. The D's are the Mamba clan, which is technically a, like, the Mamba is like a type of fish. We are the Ngea clan, which is a colobus monkey. But I, I struggled with this concept when I was younger. But I, the clan is basically about your lineage, and the animal it's linked to is your totem. So originally they'd pick, each clan would pick their totem, and um, I guess in some ways, like, they'd have, there'd be stories behind how they picked that totem there's like there's a lion clan there's a they're all mostly related to animals um there is one called the heart i think the heart one (laughs) yeah i found that really surprising but um they just have these rules about like the totem is really important to the clan it represents them but also it's like you can't you can't either eat it or like violate that animal like that animal is like almost sacred to each clan i eat um, fish um, <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a specific type. i, I do eat a, fish i think it's a specific type of fish it's not oh yeah yeah i think I it's think, a catfish yeah something like it's mamba yeah something like that um so yeah that's quite interesting they are actually totems i used to explain it like my clan is an animal but that was inaccurate the totem just represents the clan yeah, so the clan is just basically the bloodline, not mm-hmm. the bloodline, but the like lineage. the people that were put together, exactly, and goes back to whenever that happened. Oh, that's actually quite interesting. Um, also, um, apparently, you're not um, supposed to eat the totem <laughs> of your mother's clan as well. Yeah, so um, because clans are such um, a form of you know get you know putting people together into into groups and you know, you all like classify yourselves as brothers and sisters. Um, there are some taboos uh, when it comes to you know your clans. Like for example, I, th- I believe the biggest taboo is that you cannot marry into your clan or that of your mom's. Um, and if you did do something like this, uh, it could lead to being disowned. In the family or the whole clan, I believe. Um, I have had sort of like story, not stories, but there have been. There actually are people that have married within the same clan, mm. um, and um, it's actually <laughs> it's worked out. I'm not encouraging it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, kids. Yeah, I'm not encouraging it, but they haven't really like sort of had any issues because obviously the people do say oh then you're gonna have kids your kids are not com- gonna come out like your kids will come out disabled and stuff like that mm-hmm. which is actually not right because obviously you can't control that and it can't be because um someone said oh you two uh, you're not even related so i really don't understand why like um they basically they're trying to stop people to do that mm-hmm. and in our clan mamba it's the one clan where you can actually marry with like people from the same clan just because they say that uh the mamba clan is so big uh that there's two kind of subdivisions so it's um it's like mamba a mamba b 
Lord knows <laughs> whether the person you meet is in the B or A, but you can intermarry. That's what I've heard. The f- yeah, I think they, I think you can't marry if you're both from A. Yes. But obviously, you can marry if you're A and B. Mm-hmm. Um, this actually just goes back to a situation I had. I don't know if I've mentioned. It I remember where I started sort of dating um someone, and um they were basically from A, and I'm also from A. And obviously, I, the first time I met them and asked them their surname, they told me, I was like, oh, no. I said, that's my uncle's surname. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you're lying. I was like, no, it's not. And obviously, like, um, he did a bit of research and he realized that we are actually from the same sort of, like, clan. It's not even like, he's, he's not even from the other one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that definitely didn't work out. Was that why it was game over? <laughs> Well, I think maybe because he also like was just moving mad. So. <laughs> yeah, there is that too. Also, it's really strange that it's like a bit of an archaic um, concept, but still, even our parents this day would uphold that. Mm. Like, I actually think that would be a massive issue if I did date somebody who was in my clan. Or my I would clan. find it weird, and I don't know where I've got this from, but like, if I met someone who had the same. My dad, like yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thing. I'd be like, no, nah, yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? It feels weird, it's not gonna happen. Is I'll it, dismiss it immediately. Do you think these uh some of the um culture um ideas that you're gonna put forward to your kids? Yeah, is it something you're gonna tell your kids? Or? The thing I think is, that, though, I think it upholds they for me anyway. Um, sorry, Ida. Um, well, obviously, if you marry because we're all female and it depends on, yeah, you, it depends yeah. on the, who if I, they're not Ugandan, then. It's so irrelevant. Yeah. I would uphold it. I think, yeah, it makes sense to me. I, I wouldn't. Why not? I wouldn't uphold it because I wouldn't put a cap on love. But <laughs> also, I think, um, yeah, it's complicated because obviously if we don't marry Ugandan, then is it that, or somebody of the Uganda tribe as well, um, does it become my clan? No. Onto I think my kids? How does that work? It's ah, irrelevant, I think. That's a good question, it actually. Become, yeah, it's redundant. No, it actually, um, you well, your clan is still... It would have to be your clan. Your clan then. is still into play, but because your kids cannot take over their mom's clan, so I guess it kind of just makes it redundant. So they're clanless. The clan just... Yeah, they yeah, have no clan. They're not they will have no clan. So, wait. They're still Buganda, sorry. Yeah, they are still Buganda. However, but you have to get the clan from the father. Yes, exactly. Your kids wouldn't have my... They wouldn't be the same clan. But that means your kids could marry in your clan. Yes, they could. No, they can't. Which is still the same thing that they're trying to avoid. No, they cannot. No, they're clanless. Also, guys, let's remember that the Uganda community is very small. Like, it's rare to even meet someone of your clan. And, and, yet, and yet we did. Yes, I did. Yes, yes I did. I'm not saying it. With the same sign. It it it's such a big... It's so the, cl- the Buganda kingdom, it's it's so massive that... I, I believe what Miss Nalking is saying is correct, that meeting someone of your own clan and then, you know, falling in love and marrying them, it's I think it's quite rare. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It might be that people do uphold the, uh, you know, the clan system, you know, um, to such a high degree so they don't do it. They don't marry into the same clan, but I think there's just too many people. I think it still doesn't answer Ida's question whereby uh, would her kids be clanless? Yes. Yes, they would be. They would be clan. So that means they can marry someone within her clan because No, they, they can't. <laughs> because oh, they yeah. know. Yeah. The yeah, law of the clan system is no, that you cannot marry into your mom's clan. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, so it still oh, makes okay. sense. Okay. Not allowed. 
Yes. Unless yeah, they want to be the son. They don't have a clan, so. But the mom has a clan. Mom has a clan. That's enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, don't know. That's how it is. That's enough. That's enough for you to Um, There's also talks, I mean, people say it's a misconception that, you know, the Kabaka, you know, the king of of Buganda would usually take the clan from his mother. Um, But this is actually not not true. Um, The Kabaka has his own clan, which is like a royal clan. Um, So they'll be they'll be they'll belong to the Olio. Never mind. (laughs) <laughs> they'll have their own like ro- royal clan um and you know members of this clan um usually are referred to as abalangira um for for males and then uh abambeja for for females you okay, know so that, that sounds familiar yeah so that you know you can tell them apart like they are royals and is that the surname or is that just people refer to them as that people refer to them as that they have their own surnames but because they Belong I believe, to them. I, because they're such they royalty, they have their own special clan. We do have some people on my mum's side that sort of like are within that royal sort of. Yeah, but I think how did they get it? I think it goes all the way back um, to um, Chintu, and Chintu was one of the first kings, I think, um, in um, in Uganda, and. Basically, back in the day, um, Kabaka Chintu, like, you know, King Chintu, yeah. um, he, he founded Uganda as it is, apparently, um, because Uganda previously was known as, um, it was called Muwawa. Oh, wow. And then oh, because wow. of um, Kabaka Chintu, mm. he created, I think, these kingdoms and stuff, and then it was then called Uganda. So because of him, their clan lineage goes all the way back to him. Um, I think that's how they trace their genealogy. Um, what's interesting is that even though we're part of the diaspora, so we're living in the UK, left Uganda, the clan system still runs strong. I mean, we heard Kula Rock's story about dating someone and still feeling like, you know, that is a bit of a taboo and like navigating that whole scenario. Um, and we even still have, um, what's it called, like, WhatsApp groups for different clans. Mm. I think, Dana, you've yeah, had I, of these. I, I know somebody who was telling me that their daughter's um, aunt, the, the daughter's, the auntie, holds, like, a family meeting, but like a clan meeting, and they would discuss, like, the history of the clan, and, you know, it's just a way to get together and, you know, keep that, I guess... Um, Community. Yeah, yeah, community, I think, but it, I think it's also a good way in terms of like reminding even the younger exactly. sort of generation that oh, this is like whatever. Let's say the Mamba clan. This is the Mamba clans. This is our. These are our traditions. This is what we should we shouldn't do. Type of thing. Just educating them to make sure that they know in terms of like their lineage and how sort of like it came about. So exactly. I think that's a really good thing to sort of have, especially here in the UK where we get so lost in our own sort of lives and in like the uk system that sometimes we forget about um sort of like our traditions back home and then we start sort of like taking on the western sort of um ways so i'm actually in the in gay whatsapp group 
I should probably talk in it. <laughs> Have you been to any of the meetings, Ed? Nope, nope. They were saying a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, um, because of this whole clan structure, there's a lot of Baganda people in really reputable positions. And the previous president was actually Baganda, and most of them were. I mean, at the moment, we have a president who's from a completely different tribe and kingdom. But historically, the Baganda people have been like yeah really reputable really well known really like i guess high up in in terms of the different tribes that exist in uganda like there's a lot of um yeah i'm not trying to talk yeah there's different tribes like there's a Choli people who you know are from a different region of uganda look different um there's toro people there's banyankole people yeah but what what stands strong is that the baganda people are usually you know at the top of that tribe system and it's because of this clan structure it's so central to the culture mm. i think also being that but the baganda people are also like the largest definitely it just puts them at the top really yeah <laughs> puts us in a better others. position to be in these reputable positions yes so um as cooler rocks uh, was talking about the hierarchy structure um when it comes to clans uh, particularly clans and and you know the kabakas um clans do have clan leaders and the kabaka would then the, the reason the kabaka doesn't belong to a clan is because they would have to answer to the clan leader you know in any like clan matters and i guess because of that reason how can a king answer to a you know a mere person um that's the reason they don't belong to a clan so they're not above so that the clan leader is not above above the kabaka um so generally there's like some really interesting stories in terms of how some of these clans sort of um to and totems sort of came about and i think one of the interesting ones that um i read was in regards to the Mpologoma clan which is the lion and the way in which this clan came about is that the son of king chintu as um dana mentioned basically he went hunting with his father king chintu and um the son had a stick which he sort of used to kill two lions i don't know how you kill two lions with a stick but mm. that must have been some i have some heavy i have a stick um so yeah so basically they went hunting and um the son used these sticks to sort of kill the lion and the father sort of named the stick luaga but um upon e upon them eating this the lion meat they sort of dis developed like severe stomach pains um, and with vomiting. So this sort of led them to believe that they were allergic to like the lion meat and they can't eat that. So they've, they've never eaten it again. And ever since then, they swore not to eat lion meat. And also neither, neither would their children, their children would also not eat them, not eat it as well. So that's how sort of that clan emerged, like um, from someone killing two lions. And I'm getting severe stomach pains. And not from the fact that it could have been raw meat that they didn't cook properly. <laughs> but you have to wonder whether Chintu's son ate the lion meat. Because there is that too. Was it actually lion meat that he ate? Wow, 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 ladies. That sounds like a lot of conspiracy theories regarding the Impologama clan. Something we haven't really touched on is like how kind of com competitive people are within the clans like obviously everyone wants to be part of like the best clan or whatever um and actually that shows itself in our 
like Ugandan or Baganda sports days that we have here in the UK, where it's clan versus clan in um, in long run, like jumping or whatever, um, swimming, um, like basically all the Olympic sports. And it's to prove who has like the best clan. And I guess by best clan, it's like the most physically fit. Um, and actually the last thing, the last event of that day is usually the... Um, uh, the tug of war, which is, I really loved it as a kid, um, even as a teenager, actually. And it would just be like the last two strongest clans, like pulling this huge rope um, and like trying to get over, obviously, the middle point and just proving their strength in the clan system. And this is actually an annual event which the Ugandan king, the Kabaka, attends. So this whole clan thing is a really big deal and as archaic and traditional as it is, it's it's managed to like transcend time. Um, and even for us here in the UK, it's still is really important and it can be a fun thing and it can be like, you know, a competitive thing. Right. As you have all heard from that brief history lesson that we've given you on Ugand on Uganda's clans, um, it seems that the clan system is central to Asbaganda and our culture. And it's sort of the core of um, what makes us. Um, it's sort of the core of what makes us. Baganda. Hope you've all enjoyed listening to this episode. See you next time. Bye. Bye.